Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. The following is a CA original. Pouncer, the Palm Squad. Pre- and post-game parties on Beale Street. It's all part of the Memphis Tigers basketball game day experience. This is the Tiger Basketball Podcast. What's happening, Tiger Basketball fans? We are back for another edition of the Tiger Basketball Podcast. Two exhibition games in the book, in the books, if you will. Two Memphis wins, um, some good and and some bad in those wins uh, over uh, Christian Brothers and Lemoyneau, and I think uh, I think we can all agree uh, there were some there were some promising things that we saw, but also some things that are, you know need to be cleaned up. I think probably wasn't as overwhelming as we maybe thought. Given the pre, given our expectations for this team, uh, at the same time they won by thirty and twenty five points, um, which is a lot better than you know what's happening. What happened to Duke this weekend when they barely beat Northwest Missouri State? Uh, so it's tough to be too down at this point when you haven't played a regular season game. But I'm Mark Giannato. I'm the CA Sports columnist. I'm joined by Jason Munns, our Tiger basketball beat writer. Um, Jason, are you concerned after these two exhibition games? Yeah. I mean, okay. don't you think? I mean, it it it, it hasn't looked – I mean, yeah, yes, okay. They're averaging 84.5 points per game. But it, it just – it just feels um i don't know what the right word is it just it doesn't feel right like it's if it, they're doesn't, not clicking. it doesn't it doesn't feel cohesive at yeah. this point now we should mention and we're going to get more into this a little bit later in the podcast james wiseman has not played in either exhibition game we have not seen james wiseman play in a memphis game of any kind, whether it's the Bahamas or these two exhibition games yet. And Damian um, Ball's missed and a game da- and a half. And Damian Ball, yeah, basically got hurt early in the Christian Brothers game, got a concussion, and did not play against uh, LeMoyne Owen yeah. on, on Monday night. So, essentially down what Penny called two starters. Right. Um, at the same time, it's not like you're playing Oregon right now. You're playing two Division two teams who neither both were undersized. You, you like it shouldn't they what was concerning to me is that some of the issues they were having shouldn't have been issues against teams like this. Like the rebounding issues, like they're so much more athletic and bigger than these two teams. Why are like re, why are they having rebounding issues? How how can you give up 23 offensive rebounds to Lemoyne Owen and get out-rebounded by Christian Brothers? Well, and if you listen to Penny Hardaway, the reason is boxing out. There he yeah. says they're not boxing out. And when it's an interesting approach Penny has taken to this exhibition, these exhibition games, because he's in both games now, he said he's coming with a plan where he wasn't going to run any plays. He just wanted them to like it was basically like he wanted them to run pick and rolls and take advantage of mismatches, which there were should have and were plenty given the personnel on every team. And both games, it seems like it backfired a little bit in that 
it was a little that giving that these players that freedom did not work in their favor. Um, and not so, like it should have. Yeah, anyway. they just don't look cohesive. They don't. They and like I, I would say this. They probably shouldn't look cohesive given all the new players they have and all right. you know how many freshmen they're playing. The only problem is the reason it's surprising is that they spent the entire preseason and offseason talking themselves up and you know even as, as recently as a couple weeks a week ago Penny was saying you know them being ranked number 14 in the country was in the AP poll you know kind of saying it was disrespectful a little bit and that he they feel, he felt they're like a top 10 top 5 team and like I can just tell you the team that appeared on the court in the two exhibition games did not look like a top 15 team and that's the reason why I say that there sh- there probably is reason for concern I mean it's because it's not necessarily that I f- that I think they're not going to get better or they're not going to or they're not you know good I mean I think they are good they're talented they they do they do quite a few things very well, but we expected a lot more. And I think they expected a lot more. I don't think we're saying anything that, I mean, Penny, Penny said, Penny called these two games eye openers, right? Like, I think he was surprised at how disjointed it looked. And um, didn't, I mean, the way he phrased it, if I'm remembering correctly, even though it was just last night, it feels like it's been a long time ago. Um, I got the quotes here. If you want them. he said, he's going to have to, He's going to have to do something different. I think obviously I have to make some changes because these two games were definitely an eye opener for us. I have to calm us down, um, and you know, you know, we, and he, he goes, "We've been working, we've been working really hard on the defensive end, and it hasn't transferred over." Yeah, um, like they, they're not they're not getting the carryover from practice to the games. Again, like I think if you talk to John Calperi, who's done this with multiple teams, he'd tell you this is probably more normal than unusual having these types of issues. Um, The problem Memphis has, the difference between Memphis and, say, Kentucky and Duke when they've had teams like this, is it could very well take till January for them to really come together and gel. Those teams, though, when they play an ACC and an SEC schedule – Let's say let's say there's 18 conference games like in the AAC. Like those teams, 12 of them are big, big opportunities to help your resume. In the AAC, you're going to have what maybe two games against Houston, two games against Cincinnati, maybe a game against which uh, the road games against Wichita and USF, which will be like quadrant one type games. Um, maybe the UConn road game. Maybe that's maybe six or seven games. To, to really boost your resume if you get off to a slow start, like that's concerning I mean, um, I, in I, terms I, of that. But, yeah. you know, we'll see. Maybe, like, you know, maybe this is what they needed. They needed to see that they're, you know, that they're flawed. Now, we should say there have been some bright spots. For I sure. Mean, yeah. Precious Achua has looked pretty good. I will say he has, I don't know if he's made a shot outside of the paint. So he, far, he took one. Yeah, but has he made one? No, I know, but I think he's only taken one. Yeah, that, 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 that like he's been call. he's been overpowering. He's been physically dominating yeah. opponents that he should be physically dominating. Like I don't blame him. He's taking advantage of what the defense is giving him, and so. But I just don't. You know, 
against Oregon and NC State and whoever. I don't know if he's going to be able to do that, but I think he's been a bright spot. He had 21-11 and 11 last night against LeMoyne Owen, and he's just, like, the first game he drew 11 fouls by himself. Yeah. 11 um, or 12 yeah, whatever it was, like he's looked good. Yeah. I, I've, I've, he's, he's been a little inconsistent, but like he's of all the of all the players, he's been the guy you can. You, it seems like you can depend on. Well, of all I the mean, players, and I was going to bring this up before you even said that, but but as good as he's been, I do still feel like there's his biggest problem is when he hits a wall. He checks out. He has a tendency to like kind of just check out mentally. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like I don't. He he he's not to the point where he well, can push Penny, through. Penny mentioned last night his tendency is to try and like when things bog down, his tendency is to try and rescue things himself. Yeah. yeah, and he needs to he needs to get out of that mindset. Right, um, and then yeah, because when it doesn't work, he gets frustrated, and you can kind of see it. Like you can see him almost. Like there's like almost like a blank look on his face where you you kind of know it's time to take him out where, yeah. you know, yeah, no, it's got to get him out of that. DJ had a bunch of turnovers last night against Lemoyne, but I, 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 I've been encouraged by what I've seen from him as well. I yep. think, I think to me, he had a bad shooting night and he had some turnovers to but, me, to me, I'd have him in the starting line. Yeah. I think he brings a lot. I mean, outside of precious, he's probably had the best two game you know, look yeah. of anybody. Yeah, and then and then Boogie had a nice game in against Lemoyneau in a bounce back game. It was interesting after the game, after all off season and he, him mentioning how, you know, part of the reason he came here is because he wanted to become a point guard. And I guess he he mentioned after the game he did play point guard in high school. But I can just tell you he says he was a point guard in high school, but he was not known as that in AAU right. and the recruit like he was, that, there was still questions. About he was a he's a combo guard. Like his his strength is scoring and and slashing, and, and you saw. But he mentioned on on Monday night that they're basically using him in an off ball role, right? Um, which is interesting because it's. I thought the whole allure part of the reason he came here was to be a point guard. Um, well, it now like, I think I I actually think it's the smart move because I yeah. think right now. From what I've seen, I don't know if he can run a team. He looked a lot better in that role last yeah. night. I mean, what was he? He was two of five in the first game, you know, probably trying to be more of a point guard. And then when they told him, you know, be less of a point guard, he was, I think, five of ten. He scored 18 points. He hit four or five threes or whatever yeah. it was. So, he looked or good. six he of looked ten. Good. He may have even been six of ten from the field. And yeah, so he looked he, good. Five rebounds. He had a couple so. drives to the basket. Yeah, he looked good. I think Tyler's looked pretty good. Yeah. Tyler Harris has looked pretty good. Yeah. Alo had one good game, one bad game. Right. Um, but I think Tyler I've been I've I've been impressed with Tyler because his shot is not falling and yet he's still contributing. Um, which is growth for him. And I feel like the same could be said for maybe Lester Quinones. Yes, his shot is not falling either. Yeah, but but, he, but he's making he, contributions in other areas. Yeah, he really hit the glass last night. I think Penny was happy with his... Ten he, boards? He was one of the few guys Penny was happy with the effort on the glass. Yeah, from. yeah I think 10 um, rebounds and, and you know he's, hus- he's out there hustling. I mean, he's playing hard and that's good to see. Now let's get to the elephant in the room. Where is it? It's actually a unicorn. Oh, um, a unicorn in the room. That was good. Yeah. Um, that was unrehearsed, folks. Yeah. Um, <laughs> James Wiseman. He hasn't played, although 
before yesterday's game or she Monday's game uh, against Lemoyne Owen, um, he went through a pretty rigorous workout. It appeared he was running, jumping, cutting, shooting, dunking, uh, really worked up a lather. He did. Um, and afterwards, this is, uh, afterwards, uh, I asked Penny, you know, like, do you feel better about where he's at now than Thursday, um, in terms of playing the season opener? And, and I said, you know, do you think he's going to play against South Carolina state next Tuesday? And he goes, yeah, I just hope he is. I'm not in his body. To see him out on the court was a great sight, and we'll just have to go with what he and the doctor says. So not really a definitive answer, um, but um, also, you know, so it, it's it's very fascinating what's going on here because clearly he's not, like, that injured <laughs> anymore. Yeah. Um, and there have been some – there's now, like, rumors have bubbled to the surface – and I, and I would preface this by saying I have not heard anything from anyone credible to confirm this, but it's out there. People are talking about it now, questioning whether this is an eligibility issue more than a health issue, and not necessarily a health issue. Has you know, it's 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 basically because he's not playing in these exhibition games and he's this high profile recruit. And we've seen in previous years this has happened with some high-profile recruits. Not that he's ineligible, but that he hasn't been granted eligibility yet. And um, I, I ask you, Jason, um, what do you think? I'll, I'll I'll answer what I think is happening. What, what my gut tells me is happening here. But I'm curious from talking to people within the team and and what you know. Like what what do you make of this situation? Is this do you believe this is a health issue like Penny has phrased it, or do you think there's more to it? Well, I get the sense based on, like you said, you know, conversations I've had with multiple people um, around the program that, in a, it, yeah, it's a health, it's a, it's a health issue, um, and and you know, but maybe not necessarily. It's it's a little bit muddy. Um, when you, when you, when you get right down to it, yes, he was dealing, he is dealing, he is coming off of an injury. There's a real injury here. Is what you're saying. Yeah. I mean, the reason why, you know, based on the conversations that I've had, the reason why we're in this situation, the reason why James is in this situation is because of, um, an injury he sustained, you know, relatively recently, there was a, a thing in practice where a teammate of his sort of like landed on his, like lost his balance essentially and landed on his ankle. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, so that was, uh, from what I understand, that was like 10 days ago. Um, or 10 days ago, he had like an MRI and, the 10 day he was given 10 days to like not do anything. And then he was able to like go out and test it. And that was what we saw before the game. So Monday, you think Monday was the first time he really did anything. Yes. Workout wise since suffering the injury. Yes. I mean, that's, that's, that seems to be the, uh, the, yeah, that seems to be the answer there. Um, and so, you know, but, 
I think Penny's comment to his answer to your question last night, it was pretty revealing. Um, yeah, the part where he says to see him on the court was a great sight. That when he said that, that my gut, my my first reaction to that was, oh, so that was like the first time he did something. Right. That was what I thought, and you've confer- you've sort of confirmed that, right? Yeah. But then the next part I thought was the interesting part where he where we'll he just said, have to we'll just have to go with what he and the doctor the, says. The big and there is yeah. what I think is pretty revealing. Um, it's not up to necess- It's up to both of them. You know, a lot of times when when we're dealing when we're talking about an injury, once you're cleared by the doctor, you're cleared and you just go back in. It's not necessarily still up to the player as to whether or not you know they 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 play. Um, but he he put half the onus on James by saying, "Read the quote again." He said. We'll just have to go with what he and the doctor says. So I think that's pretty revealing. I think James is a little reluctant. I don't know if reluctant's the right word, but Well and here's here's, here's I think a, he's a little uh gun shy, you know. I'm not I mean, I'm not gonna rule out just totally rule out the ineligibility or the freshman eligibility thing. Like you can't. I, mean, I until you it's, can't until it's. But I don't think that's what this is. Until it's I really debunked. don't. My my yeah. my thought process just from talking to people and reading the situation is that this ultimately we're going to look back like this had nothing to. He's going to play against South Carolina State next Tuesday, right? And this had nothing to do with his eligibility. But this do, It's concerning for a different reason, though. It's concerning because to me, it's. It's become very clear, and I and I don't necessarily blame him or his family or whoever's advising him for taking this approach, but they're obviously being very precautious yeah. because he is the future potential number one pick in the NBA draft. And that's what I, that goes back to what I was saying. I think that's got more to do with it, with why he's not playing than anything else. Yes, and my concern is like this is one injury where they're being like, what happens if? Ten games into the season, he sprains his other ankle. Are they just, you know, what are they? How are they going to deal with that in terms of, you know, it will he even come back at that point? That's where I am a little concerned. But I really think this is injury related. I, I've thought it all along. I've thought that, like, do I think it's a serious injury? No. Do I think it's a situ- but I do. Th- I think it's a situation where James and the people advising him and his family are telling him there's no need to rush back from this. Um, if the doctor says you you should take ten <laughs> days off, you're going to take the full ten days off. Yeah, if the doctor- whether you feel better after six days or four days, you're going to take the full ten days off, and then we'll go from there. If it was, if here's the deal. This is just my gut instinct telling me this uh, from from based on the conversations that I've had. If this were his rookie season and the playoffs started tomorrow, he'd be playing. I mean, I, I just get that sense. I don't think. I mean, after I watched him the other day, yes, he sh- he he could have played last night. Like he looked fine. Yeah, but this is not a deal where he's like fifty percent, sixty percent. He's yeah. now. I'm not saying he's a hundred percent, but I think he's. A little bit, like I said, gun shy about not being a hundred percent. He wants to be a hundred percent before he steps foot on that court. He wants to be fully recovered, mind and body, 
and and then he'll feel you know that'll make yeah. him feel comfortable and ready to go. But I don't think he's there yet, and I think um, again the doctor's sort of giving him an out, and he's taking it. Yeah, no, I think. But like I said, I I still feel comfortable saying I think now if he doesn't play against South Carolina State, then I'm gonna be then you start to wonder. Yeah, That's, that that would be a, that would especially after what I saw yesterday pregame. If he doesn't, unless there's some re-injury or some yeah. setback, yeah. Uh, but even then, you'd be concerned because then yeah. you'd you'd be questioning whether he's going to play against Oregon, whatever. Um, now it is in, like it is interesting though because I thought Lester Quinones had a had a pretty interesting quote when talking about James. Um, he says, like Coach says all the time, there's pieces to this team, so he's just a piece that's missing. Once he comes in. All the pieces just come together, and we're going to be a very solid team. I think James Wiseman is going to make a big difference for how this team looks. But I also think some of the issues they've run into um, are issues they need to solve, irregardless of whether James Wiseman um, comes back. Like, he'll help with the rebounding, um, defense, but like, you know. I don't know if he's going to help with the cohesion. If anything, he's going to it's going to make the cohesion the cohesion will take a step back because he hasn't really played with these guys that much. Um but I do think he's going to solve a lot of issues. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, I agree on it. You know. Um and so will Damian Ball and so like that's why I don't want to put you know it's funny. It's like I feel like the same way Penny did last night. Penny's like, I hate to be so negative about this. Like someone asked him what the positives were, and Penny like really could. He's like couldn't really find many yeah. last night, yeah. and and he's like, I hate to harp on the negative, and I'm the same way in, on this podcast. Like I hate to harp on the negative when they won their two exhibition games by a combined 55 points, um, but I just know from watching what I saw, like if they don't get a lot better, and again. James Wiseman will probably make them a lot better. Like they're going to have trouble against Oregon, and I, I do believe they'll get better. I, I think, yeah. but and I but I think I just I just think these this is normal with a team like this. Yeah, it's just we probably like, like they probably weren't expecting it, and in turn we weren't expecting it because they weren't expecting it. But really, this is normal. Like this is just what happens. Yeah, and so. Um, and I think we all thought in the back of our mind that this was possible and and maybe even probable that it's not always going to be sunshine and rainbows. Well, you say that, but like everyone's like, you know, no, like very, there are very few people when the schedule came out who are predicting fewer than like three losses for this team. And I can just tell you, I, I think I'm I'm I feel pretty confident saying I think they're going to suffer more than three losses this year. Um, not that's not to say they're not going to make the Sweet 16 and they're not going to be really good by the end of the year. I just think what these two exhibition games have shown us is that these this first stretch of games, the first couple months, like it's going to take a little time for them to truly come together. And then the other thing is we've seen like they've shown some nerve. Like Penny was talking about after the first exhibition game, like they were nervous playing at FedEx Forum. And and I said on this podcast earlier, like think about how hard like road games in college basketball are hard. Like if they're nervous playing in their first FedEx Forum game, again, understandable. Like none of them, most of these guys haven't played a college basketball game before. But like, what's it going to be like in Portland and Knoxville 
and you know Wichita, Wichita, and Houston, and Cincinnati. Like they're not just gonna. I, I they're gonna have a great record, but they're not just gonna storm. I, I just maybe you know. At first, they're not just going to storm through these teams. They got to work out some things because they're they're learning a system and they're learning each other. Um, and I, I I could see a scenario where they run through the conference though, because I do think come January they are going to look so different than they do right now. Um, I would agree with that. My only concern is though that again, the games from in November and December carry a lot more importance for this Memphis team than yeah. some of their predecessors at like Kentucky and Duke that had this type of that like relied like yeah. this on freshmen. So yeah. that that would be the only concern. But I do think like come January they're gonna look like the the juggernaut we thought they would. I mean my gut tells me that it's probably not going to take that long for them to take you know, for them to round into what we thought they would be and what they thought they would be. I don't know if it's going to, I mean, I, I, I feel like just sort of like imagining next week, you've got South Carolina state on Tuesday, you've got Illinois, Chicago on Friday. I mean, if James Wiseman is on the court, I don't know if, you know, I don't know if like saying that this team is going to do a complete one eighty when James Wiseman and Damian Ball get back in the lineup, but it's it, it's got the potential to be drastically improved just by putting those two guys in the lineup. Um, you know, I feel like those stretches where they have struggled against Christian Brothers and LeMoyne Owen will be much shorter. You know, they're still going to struggle. They're still going to lack cohesion, and they're, they're, they're not going to be firing on all cylinders, but... It just, I feel like they're going to, you know, as time goes on, and, and again, I think part of the reason why it's not going to linger, their troubles, is because they're young. Like, they're going to get in trouble because they're young, but I think they're going to be able to have, like, short memories and all that sort of stuff and get out of it quicker than if they, you know, were more experienced. I mean, maybe, I, I don't know, maybe I'm just a, an optimist. Well, as we record this, we are a week away from the season opener against South Carolina State, Tuesday, uh, November, November 5th. 5th at FedEx Forum. Then Friday they play Illinois-Chicago, which should be a tougher game. The Flames. Um, who return? Uh, apparently they're a veteran. It's a veteran Flames team. We got some solid nicknames here in these first two weeks. Magicians, Flames, Buccaneers. Those are some. What's South Carolina State, do you know? We're going to pause right here while our stations identify themselves while Mark runs the Google machine. South Carolina State. I'm going to guess Bears. Oh, my God. Oh, okay. It's not oh, no, the- no, 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 no. Okay, this is not the... Okay. <laughs> Did you know the South Carolina's... Uh, Mascot? ...is named Cocky? No. South Carolina... University of South Carolina. Oh, no, I didn't. No, but South Carolina State is the Bulldogs. Oh. <sighs> Yeah. Okay. Well, they're the outlier in this scenario. Yes. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. Hopefully, James Wiseman is playing in that game, and hopefully, uh, a week of practice will get this team rolling. Um, because we're a week away from South Carolina State, we're two weeks away from Oregon, and as Penny said last night, it's about to get real. He did. Um, <laughs> like in his opening statement. Yeah, it's about to get real. Um, it what, sounded like a couple of times in the post game last night he was 
it was like he chant he would it felt like he was talking to us as though we were his players. We were his team. Like his tone of voice changed a little bit a couple of times. And that was one of the times when he was like, you know, it's the, the seasons, you know, we're about to hit the, hit the, the rubber's about to meet the road. And, um, yeah, it, 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 it is. The season is now it counts. And we'll be here every step of the way for you. Um, oh, well here put. at commercial Uh, Jason, I'm sure we will have, we have a, a cool season preview uh, feature coming in Sunday's print edition. So uh, if you are inclined to purchase a print copy of the newspaper, I suggest you do. It'll be a nice little collectible for you. Um, and we'll have we'll have lots of stuff leading into the season and uh, coming out of that first game. And, and we'll probably join you again here on the podcast after that first game. Uh, so till then, I was Mark. I was joined by Jason. Thank you for listening. The Tiger Basketball Podcast can be found each week during the regular season at CommercialAppeal.com. You can also subscribe for free to the Tiger Basketball Podcast on Apple Podcasts and Google Play. I'm Sean King. The Tiger Basketball Podcast is a production of the Commercial Appeal.